With a potential government shutdown just hours away, we asked our panel of American voters to weigh in whether they think a shutdown is a good or bad idea, whether they think a shutdown will impact them personally or not, and whom do they credit or blame. I'm Dr. Frank Luntz, and this is a very special, topical America Speaks right here on Straight Arrow News. I don't think anybody wins a shutdown. Think for one moment what a shutdown does. It stops paying our troops. How do you have more leverage in that situation? I've watched shutdown after shutdown. Everybody loses it. And the only way you're able to achieve that is to pass the appropriation bills that we passed out of committee. That's why we've been working so hard. The deal that allowed Speaker McCarthy to have this role required single subject spending bills. And this continuing resolution violates that deal. I'm working to assemble a coalition against this continuing resolution. I think it's bad for the country. It continues the inflationary spending, the waste, the failure. We're running a $2 trillion deficit. We're not fighting a war. We're not in a pandemic. That hurts everybody. That is crazy. Our members recognize that. Um, so we have members who want to do more in spending cuts. It makes total sense to me. But we need the extreme MAGA Republicans to get their act together in the civil war that's happening on the Republican side of the aisle, that's paralyzing Congress. Get your act together so we can handle the business of the American people and solve problems on their behalf. By the time this airs, it's very possible that the government will be in the middle of a shutdown. First thing I want to know is, is that a good thing or a bad thing for America? By a show of hands, how many of you say it's a good thing? One, <laughs> two, three of you, four of you. How many of you say it's a bad thing? Many more of you. Could I get two of you to tell me why it's a good thing and two of you to tell me why it's a bad thing? Yeah, our government's out of control right now. I mean, the spending with Ukraine to, uh, you know, the immigrants and the flying them, you know, helping flying them all over the place. It, it, the hurricane uh, or the, the relief in Hawaii where we're putting up uh, FEMA workers and, you know, thousand, $2,000 resorts. Um, you know, the, the the federal government and their, you know, spying. It, it's time just to stop it. I mean, it, it's not a good thing, but it's it's time to put it into all the stuff and just take a breath and re reformulate the budget. Okay, who disagrees with John? Speak up. Tell me why. Uh, I think that, I mean, I, I'm very close to D.C. I have a lot of friends who work in the federal government and, uh, you know, adjacent um, uh, industries. And it affects all their livelihoods when there's a government shutdown, not to mention it's just another sign of things not working properly in government. It's been going on for over a decade now, and it's absurd and obscene that people can't just pass a budget. We can deal with raising or lowering spending, but this is not the way to do it. Joy. Uh, this is the dance that they play, that they do every year. Um, we're going to have a shutdown. We're not going to have a shutdown. They, and especially during um, election years, I think it would be good to stop it because, frankly, I think the House who has, they have the purse strings, they should stand pat on cutting some of these, th some of these th overspending. We have a horrible, horrible national debt. I'm not talking deficit. I'm talking national debt. Our grandkids, our great grandkids are never going to get rid of that because of 
all this. We yeah. have to stop to it. I do think it's wildly irresponsible. And like Andrew, I'm originally from the DC metro area and I have plenty of family members that are um, a part of our federal government and have federal jobs. And so of course I want them to still get paid. A lot of them are immediate family members. But what's also wildly irresponsible is our national debt, which has been raising up over the past few administrations, both Republican and Democrat. So at some point, we do have to take a pause and say, OK, what are we doing? We need to reassess things. And what what better is the time than now? Gracie, is a shutdown a good thing or a bad thing? Oh, um, it's a it's a bad thing. Um, it, it's just sort of an emblem of the fact that, you know, co our Congress just is completely dysfunctional. It's like basically like you guys have one job and you can't even do that. And, you know, I think um, in response to another person's comment, I, I think it's it's, um, you know, to, to just be reflexive and say, oh, we got to shut it all down because I don't like what they're doing with Ukraine and immigrants and, and all that stuff. Is the answer really to just say, yeah, let's shut it down? I don't think that's the right thing to do. Thomas, what is the right thing to do? The right thing to do is they need to get back in there and have a compromise and work on it as much as I uh would prefer party over uh i mean country over politics it's these politicians are just trying to position themselves but they need to get back in there and work together because it hurts the working class people they hurts uh, americans Louis, what do we do keep it open or shut it down i think you have to shut it down taking emotion aside and what's uh would be the right thing to do financially speaking they're, we're broke and just putting another Band-Aid to, uh, to spend more money is just physically what got us in this first place. So you got to take a motion aside and say, no, we got to shut it down and get back in there, both parties, and make this work. Make it work. Beverly. Shutting down is not the answer. Yes, we have to really reevaluate fiscally what we're doing, what we're spending money on. I live in California. We have a huge homeless crisis right now. So shutting down the government helps nobody. Both sides need to come together, work something out. No. From Georgia. No, I totally agree with everybody. I, I, I mean, I think that it's, I don't think we should shut down the government, but I don't think we can keep on going the way we're going. I mean, we need, we've got to stop these bills that have all this pork in them and all these expenses that I'm not going to vote unless you put this in it. And I'm not going to vote if you don't keep that in there. And they need to come together and they need to say, we need to do something for the country, not for our, you know, not a bridge in Maryland or a, you know, fill up a swampland in Georgia, whatever. It needs to be about keeping the government open, keeping it functional, but coming to a compromise. When it comes to Washington spending, when is enough enough? Or more accurately, is it ever enough? Is there anything the American people would cut? And would that be enough? Let's listen in. Okay, so you would say that they should all work together. What are you gonna cut? I need to know. How, if you're saying that spending is such a problem, which almost all of you do, what are we gonna cut? Joy, I'm gonna start with you. Um, if you look at what we actually spend from year to year, the, uh, the largest part is actually um, money to service the debt. The next largest part is Social Security and Medicare. 
after that, then you have everything else. That just doesn't answer my question. You just <laughs> I know. I know. Answer. When I, I ask know. you what are we going to cut, you just give me a listing of what they spend. Joy? Cut I oh, would um, I would start with examining Social Security and Medicare. And okay. that's, not, that's not a very popular answer, but I would I would look at that first. Okay, I'm going to do this differently. I'm not going to choose. I want you to, to run this group for the next five minutes. You all, how are you going to cut spending? You're up. I think this is an unpopular answer. I think this is an unpopular answer, but I agree with Joy. We do have to look at entitlements. And I think we obviously have to do it in a holistic way, a humane way. We can't be talking about people that are reaching um, the eligibility age for these types of programs, but we auto automatically know that people like me, I'm 26 years old, are not gonna be able to receive these benefits if we keep on the spending trajectory that we're going down. So we have to look at entitlements. Of course, can we look at ways that we can uh, make the military more effective, like Sam was talking about? Yes, it's a sacred cow. Yeah, other things that we can be streamlining, of course, but we know that our entitlement spending is our largest amount of uh, spending from our government. And we have to, we have to hit that head on. There's a lot of things to cut. Uh, one of them I would consider is uh, cutting aid to a lot of the countries that we don't need to be in there. And I'm, I'm sure we can argue back and forth as to which country, but uh, that would be one line item that I would definitely uh, encourage them to do. And that's a lot of money. No, it's not a lot of money. It's a tiny amount of money. Can I, I think worldwide? I think basically, I think cut military doesn't need to be to zero obviously we need a defense you know budget but you know as one as one uh speaker said i forget but uh you know they they were right you know we raise we actually raise the military budget like virtually every year you know like clockwork but also raise taxes raise taxes on the rich for the crying out loud we're getting corporate tax cuts left and right and and you know there there are there are billionaires billionaires out there they could buy anything. They could buy countries. We need. We could tax them. We could, you know. What about entitlements, Andrew? What about what about them? We yeah. can fund you them by you don't taxing think that, the rich. You don't believe you honestly because we could we could tax our our richest corporations to one hundred percent. Our million our millionaires and billionaires to one hundred percent. We would still wouldn't solve the problem. So I, we have to be hard. real. That's we have to be real. That's we have to touch entitlements. We do for people like me and you. We have to. Well, so we have to cut entitlements so we oh. will get them in the future. I, that doesn't that doesn't square. I think I have a problem with us calling them entitlements. Um, you know, I'm you know closer to retirement age. I paid into that system my whole life. Some of that money is my money too, um, and I don't. You know, calling them entitlements make makes it seem like you know kind of back to the days of welfare queens or something, you know, that's, that's, I've, I've paid into that system my whole life. Like Andrew said, I'm, I'm 36. I've, I've paid a lot in social security each month, but I'm just going to, I'm assuming at this point that, yeah, it's not going to be there when I'm older. I'm assuming I'm, I'm just going to assume that I'm not going to get anything back from what I put in. Lisa <laughs> from Georgia, how are we going to solve this? I I think it would be a good start to just, I mean, we all have budgets for our household. I mean, and we can't just 
spend money we don't have. And so I, while I agree with, you know, the idea of maybe, you know, cutting the military and cutting the entitlements and et cetera, et cetera, I think we need to look at everything, you know, absolutely everything, whether it's a tiny thing like spend, sending money to other countries, or if it's a big thing like the military, we can't do that in our own house. Point. The U.S. government is not a household, though. It's a very different structure, much like when I, I totally you know, the politicians who say that they want to run it like a business. The U.S. government is not a business either. It's a very different type of structure. It's not, it's not, a, it's not a household. It's not a household, Andrew, but we do, like any household, have to look at priorities and everything sure. that we spend money on is not a priority. I don't think we, I think we could all agree on that. Sure. I don't see any solutions here. I don't see any sacrifices here. How can we blame the politicians for not working together when I don't hear it from the voters themselves? Lisa from Wisconsin, am I wrong? Am I too hard on you all? You're not wrong. It's a complicated matter. And I think we need to cut and reevaluate across the board, including funds going to states. States need to pick up more of the tab on transportation and other issues like Medicare, Medicaid, and their local programs. Beverly, am I too harsh on you? Asking? I think a little bit. I think the problem is very nuanced and multi-leveled. What I think we have agreed on is it just doesn't make sense to delete one line item. It's very unrealistic. I know a lot of people have said, cut Medicare, cut Social Security. Like Tracy noted, they've earned it, they deserve it. We need to go line by line on the appropriations and make sure that we're trimming the fat. Let's see where a little adjustments can be made and hopefully that can add up to something that's substantial for everybody. John, I know you're on the conservative side. Beverly, I know you're on the progressive side. John, do you ex accept what Beverly just said? Uh, to a point, I mean, I think what we need to do is go through the budget and entitlement programs, uh, to me, is not Social uh, Social Security and, and Medicare. Those are you know programs people earned. I'm talking about entitlements, food stamps, Medicaid. And if we spend as much time, you know, getting more IRS agents and putting those people in those areas and investigating and looking at where's the abuse, we're gonna find lots and lots of money right there. Plus the pork barrel spending projects that these congressmen and uh, you know senators. If we knew what was in this bill and in, in, in the budget, what they're trying to pass, it'd be shocking. It's just not, it's just a lot of pork and that all needs to be cut out. But, you know, nobody wants, no, the truth is nobody wants to do anything about it because it can affect them. Touching Medicare and Social Security is political suicide. You'll never be elected again. If you cut defense spending, that's political suicide. These politicians are afraid to deal with it. So instead we either, you know, go to the government shutdown or go to a brink of it but then the day they'll come together and figure something out because i mean we can't keep the government closed forever i mean again i think it's to hurt the republicans probably by doing it this is political suicide i mean i think this is the first time i've agreed with john today what i did like that he said was to pinpoint the abuses of certain institutions and let's see how we can clean that up and save some money not to say that they should but be deleted completely, but let's reform it so it really gets to the people who really need the help. So Beverly, don't you think they did that the last time they had this government shutdown? Don't you think the no. Democrats did it? No, I think a Band-Aid was put on it. And that's why we're in the same position we are right now. 
You all agree with that? that they just yes. Mandates on? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's the continuing yeah. resolution, right? It's, you know, yep. they're just kicking the can down the road. You know, nobody wants oh. to legislate. Nobody wants to make a decision. You know, they ha they should have the smartest people in the room to help write these laws. But I mean, a lot of them are bonkers. A lot of them don't care to hear anything. Uh, yeah, it's 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 just kicking the can down the road. Delani? And this is probably unpopular, but I think it worked. And it's factual that it worked. Um, back when President Obama was um, in office, I think it was Joe Biden, Mitch McConnell came up with the sequestration uh, bill that just cut things across the board. If Congress couldn't get their act together. And I think that's what we just have to do. If we can't come to a resolution, we have to cut everything. If that's what we're talking about, everything needs to be looked at, then we might have to put everything on the table if Congress can't get their act together. For the last few minutes, we simply talked about federal spending. But what about taxes? What taxes would you raise? Do the so-called rich pay their fair share? And what exactly is that so-called fair share? What do hardworking American taxpayers really think? Well, let's find out. Okay, speaking of everything on the table, what about, let's go back to the t issue of tax increases. Thomas, how about we raise taxes as a way to address this debt? I totally agree we should raise taxes, but we should raise it like uh, someone had mentioned before on the millionaires and the billionaires here and have them pay their fair share. Uh, there should be no reason why there's probably a thousand people in the country with a billion dollars. Donate it, uh, tax them because that's more than the money they'll ever spend in their life. Tax the billionaires, just like Bernie Sanders said. Oh, we, yeah. We, Take we, it all the way. Hey. <laughs> all they right. Stop them, but tax them. They don't need all that money. Joy, respond. <laughs> I'm sorry, but. Um, I've done the math. We've done the math on that. You even if you tax all the billionaires and, and everything, they don't they don't take care of the national debt. It's a start. It's a start. Yeah. It's a it's a place but, to start. I and also, they leave the country. <laughs> there, there you go. Boy, you're very right. I'm a fiscal conservative and I work in finance. I mean, eat the rich. It sounds great, but it will not solve all our problems. We Please. need a stratified reform. There's a lot of people in this country that pay zero tax and receive a lot of benefits. Why are we not talking about that? About 50% of the people who file pay nothing in taxes. What percent, Joy? Approximately half of the people. So, who, okay, so let's stay on this tax thing. Who should, if you could cut spending or you could increase taxes, we need a solution here. What do we do? Louis should be raising taxes. Absolutely not. That's the most ludicrous thing you can say, not you, but is, is to increase taxes. We should cut spending. The spending, uh, as you would in your own household, if you're if you're spending too much, you cut down on your on your bills to maximize that. Taxing something is just putting a band aid, and it's just not fiscally right uh, to do that to our country and to the people that work hard enough to get taxed more. That's I think it's crazy. Go ahead, somebody. Uh, I will say that that you know to to, to that point. The, we, yes, we we might be overtaxed in some ways. I think we could get taxed more, but I think the, I think the thing is, is you know, we live in a country, one of the wealthiest countries in the world, if not the wealthiest, 
and what benefits are we seeing from that? We see countries over in Europe, you know, we see Amsterdam, we see all these these, these wonderful countries that are treating their, their their citizens so well. They they get they get benefits, they're happy, they're fed, they get health care, they get, you know, pharmaceuticals, you know, every it's I'm not saying it's a wonderland, but what are we getting from being taxed? I want to see, you know, benefits from that. I want to see an increase, you know, an increase in, 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 you know, the, the, the happiness of our people. This is the, this is the point that keeps coming up is like, I get that if with income disparity in this country, that if you're in the top 0.1%, then yes, absolutely. Like there, there, there will be a requirement that you pay more. Similarly speaking, that for the middle class or the lower middle class, it hurts when every single cent comes out of your account. And so to that end, we are not saying that you need to tax everybody more. We're taxing a population that can arguably afford it, but then also we need to be smarter about how we spend. And this is the thing that is missing from this dialogue is that it's a one or the other. No, it is a both. And where is there space to have that conversation? Find me a find me a politician that will be willing to talk about talk about it in that way. Well, I believe the top what two to three percent of earn, earn, you know rich folks or whoever want don't pay taxes. Okay. So they're gonna be taxed in the middle class. So what is the number? What is tax the rich or tax people more or who are you gonna tax more? What's the what's the bracket we're looking at here? We talk about all taxing, but what what what's the bracket? Somebody throw out a number. What's the number? Two hundred fifty thousand. Two hundred fifty thousand. I like that number. Start and go up. Ten twenty grand a month. That's plenty enough. Talk about the difference between two hundred and fifty thousand and people that are making millions of dollars. They taxes. They don't. Let's look at the people. Yeah, that's a problem. Right. Start there. Start at anybody that is not paying taxes. Because God knows we are. So let's start there. I think it's just very I think it's just very defeatist when I hear people say, well, the billionaires aren't paying taxes. So what about us? We're gonna be the ones paying. That's so defeatist. We can we can initiate that. We can we can cause them to to, to pay. Yes, some of them will leave the country or put them into, you know, uh, you know foreign islands or whatever somewhere in some bank somewhere but there is a lot more we can do to tax the wealthy than we are doing now and politicians are afraid of it because they fund their their they fund their campaigns and you know they're afraid of of some of them control massive news organizations they're afraid of that too where did this misconception come from that the rich don't get taxed or they don't pay taxes? That That is absolutely false. I think what you're trying to say is they, they, that they don't pay enough. But let's not also take off the table that they're also creating jobs in this country, which helps the economy. So let this discussion be more balanced. I'm I'm not, that's not what Donald Trump said on the stage with Hillary Clinton. I'm not talking about Donald Trump. I'm not talking about Hillary Clinton. I'm talking about facts. I don't Wait, buy no. that. That if they're taxed more, they're going to hire less people. And no, about we know it's true. By the way, I didn't say that. I said the misconception that they don't pay taxes. They do pay taxes. I work in finance. They pay a lot right. in taxes. They, 
they could pay more. They can definitely afford it. Oh, yeah. the, um, the top tax rate back in the 40s, 50s, and 60s was what, in the 70s, 80s? At one point, it was like 90-something percent. The top tax rate now is 37%. So that number could be raised quite a bit. Okay. Why not raise taxes on the top 1%? It kills jobs. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think that doesn't kill jobs. No, it doesn't. Yes, it does. No. No. Those people, the the people, the billionaires, the multimillionaires, they're the ones who put their their wealth towards new ventures, creating jobs for people. Yeah. Elon Musk. I don't. I think that that you know that might have used to have been true maybe a long time ago, but that's not true now. There's so much corporate greed. That's not where those. Oh, you are mean. Spread. Oh, They're you not, mean uh, economics has actually changed in in several years? <laughs> not where those people are spending their money. Um, they they've got you know hundreds of thousands, millions of dollars in COVID money. Where did that go? Um, you know, we I I think that thinking about like some sort of corporate benevolence and some sort of trickle down economics, I think is that's been proven to not happen. Those people are I taking them. And they're running. They're not turning it back. Why, why is there such income inequality then? Why do people work at McDonald's and can't even make a, a living for their family? These are working poor who cannot afford to live in America. Child Meanwhile, we have corp corporations, you know, heads of corporations who are making and you know billions of dollars. And and you think that that's okay? And no, then like, Maybe because they studied and educated themselves to put themselves in that position. Yeah, no, I studied and I'm educated and I think all, a bunch of us here are. Does that mean that we should just automatically be, you know, granted billions of dollars? I don't think it works that way. Your member of Congress is sitting here right now. They have to decide what they're going to do. Do they pass a continuing resolution? to keep the government functioning or do they vote to shut the government down? What should they do and why? I'm gonna call on each one of you to give me your best advice to your member of Congress. Lisa from Wisconsin, we'll start with you. Continuing resolution only because shutting down the government hurts the poorest, including social security and seniors and our disabled veterans. Lisa from Georgia. I, I think I, I would vote not to shut it down, but I also think it would be a good idea to put some type of limit, like let's we're gonna figure something out in the next six weeks and say, we have a spending problem. Taxing billionaires is not gonna fix the problem. I'm not saying it's not part of the solution, but it's gotta be, it's gotta be a give and take on cutting spending. Sam from Tennessee. Uh, yeah, I passed the resolution. Because? Uh, because shutting down the government has bad consequences that mostly fall on everyday people. We're the people that suffer, or people that work in federal the federal government. Beverly from California. 
Um, it's time to roll up the sleeves and get to work. Um, shutting down is not an option. This is why they were voted in to advocate and work hard for the people. So if that means sleepless nights, if that means getting on the phone, doing what you need to do, get it done. Andrew from Maryland. Continuing resolution. Uh, absolutely. You know, shutdowns hurt a lot of people. It hurts the country. It keeps us less prepared. And it has never worked before. They want to change this before. Never worked. Still won't work. Go in there, deal, negotiate, and never surrender because it would be giving up on the American people. They need to fight for uh, this uh, budget here, no matter how difficult it is. Be the person to cross the side, the other aisle, and make it happen. Fight to do what? Fight to go ahead and negotiate and try to get a budget, try to get something passed so the government does not shut down here because there's too much at stake here. The election's coming up. Uh, there's Ukraine. There's people homeless and stuff like that. They need to get in there and fight. They're fighting for the us. We're their employees. We're the ones that pay their salaries. They need to get in there and take care of the American people, the ones, their constituents. They can't. They got to put their little pettiness beside themselves here and get in there and negotiate. That's why we elected them into office. Work with the other side. What you just heard is a conversation happening in living rooms all across America and right here only on Straight Arrow News. I'm Dr. Frank Luntz. Have a great day if you can.